So back here again for another Moafa podcast, very special one this week, going to the Victoria Cup draw later, joined today by Wilson, doing a little dance there. Yeah, it's great to be back guys, looking forward to another recording here today. And our guest uh, joining us tonight, the very appropriate given it's the Victoria Cup, is Callum Campbell. G'day guys, uh, thank you for having me and uh, can I just say it's an honour and a privilege um, to be here. Good to have you, mate. Welcome. So, as we always do, going to kick off first with how people are feeling about their game weeks. I'm going to keep mine short and sharp. Fuck this game. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Callum, yours, please. Yeah, well, uh, I played Robbo. It wasn't, didn't go quite how I had hoped. Um, basically, the the surrounding troops surrounding the captain didn't really perform um, to the level that I had hoped they would. Um, but I was quite pleased at the same time. I took a gamble on Vardy and uh, made him captain. And it was a good move, I feel like, because Robbo didn't have him. And he didn't look like he would be able to make moves to get him um, without sacrificing a couple of points. So I was happy, happy with the move, but... It didn't didn't pay off in the end, so I'm going to have to swallow that one. Move on to next week. Cool, and Wilson, yours. Yeah, well, I was very happy with my week. I, of course, I, I beat you still, so that's always nice when I beat you. Um, I was like Callum in the sense that I, I went with I brought Vardy in for Kane this week. I just felt like he was a bit of a differential uh, compared to the rest of the league. Not many guys are rocking with with Vardy at the moment. Captained him as well which was, I think, the general feeling in the community, the, the wider fantasy football community, that Vardy was the optimum pick uh, as captain against Fulham. Didn't quite pay off. He only got the assist this morning. Um, however, I had um, I had my other differential, Jared Bowen, come through with a goal and assist and three bonus, which got me comfortably over Is the he? line in the end. Yep, yep. So very happy with that against Villa this morning. Um, and I ended up with 62, which was, I think, up there. For the round um, and a, a nice six hundred thousand k rise in, in overall rank worldwide, which is also nice uh, and a good win. A good week. Um, I would say good to hear, but I'd be fucking lying. This <laughs> <laughs> um, time I've seen you in eighteen months, I think, actually. So yeah, you've wow. had the rub of the green. Um, I was going to say, I've been employing the strategy of picking players who are playing Fulham. But um, it looks like I should be picking players who are playing Sheffield United. They've lost five in a row. It stuck up they're on not, me a little bit. Yeah, they're not, they're not playing very well, Sheffield, at all. The complete opposite of last year, that's for sure. Well, um, they're playing Burn, terribly. Burnley as well, right? Burnley are awful. Yeah. Sheffield can't score, though. They're just, they've paid £25 million for a striker and he's sitting on their bench with, with no confidence in, in Brewster. But, um. Well, they've actually... Um, so i got the table up here and they're on... They've scored four goals each, Burnley and Sheffield United, the whole season. <laughs> Burnley's played one less game, but, you know... I don't think Arsenal have scored that many either, have they? <laughs> oh, actually, I've got another great stat about <laughs> Arsenal while we're on that. Um, so... Ollie McBurney has had more big chances than the Arsenal team combined over the last six game weeks. 
guarantee, <laughs> you can guarantee Austin Dusto loves that stat. It's unreal. It, but and it, Big Bernie plays for Sheffield, right? It, yeah. <laughs> I think but, I haven't caught up, but I think they had a lot of chances in the in their game on the weekend. So, so he plays for the worst team in the division, and he's had more chances and big chances than Arsenal. Son yeah. scored the, the same six amount weeks. of goals as Arsenal. <laughs> So, yeah, and actually, here's another one for you, Willie. I'm just on, uh, this is thanks to the big man. Um, oh, so yeah. non, non-penalty non expected goals. Mm. Patrick Bamford, 6.59. Oh, yeah. And then Salah, Sterling, and Fernandes combined, 6.47. <laughs> yeah, but you know Bamford hasn't scored in the last two games, right? Well, no, it's it it expected goals. Expected oh, goals, yeah. eh? That's... <laughs> That's great. Anyway, thanks. Just, thanks for that. Yeah. Cheers. You can thank the big man at Big Man Bacar on Twitter. He's my guy. <laughs> so moving on, before we crack into the Victoria Cup draw, since we've got you on the pod this this week, Callum, I think you had a few few points you wanted to bring up and discuss. Yeah, so I uh, I crunched the numbers a little bit because we've just gone past the quarter mark of the season um, and I th- it's kind of a good time to uh, reflect on the time that's just gone but also a good time to look forward so we're going to do that um, I thought uh, we could do it in the context of the 2400 club which is basically um, anyone who gets over 2400 in a given season I was going to check Willie do you know like um, how many people have actually done it how many people are in the 2400 club Oh, there's, there's, there's not many. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, mate. Sorry, but... Uh, We're talking about well, like five or six? Yeah, so off the top of my head, and apologies if I miss anyone's name, um, Mark McLeod has done it. Um, a few seasons ago, when he had that incredible year, finished 265th in the world, I think, or something. Right. First in New Zealand. So Mark McLeod's done it. Uh, Dan Parker has done it two seasons ago. Um, he hit 2,400. Tom Nielsen hit it last year in his yep. title-winning year. Um, I believe Mark Boric has also done it. Yes, he has. In yeah. his title-winning year. I think it's just those four. Tim Roots, maybe. No, Tim, I checked but with I Tim. Can't, years I can't, can't be sure on that one, but I think it's just those four. So it's, it's, it's incredibly tough to do. Yeah, so if you think about it, um, we've got about 40 or 50 guys playing mm. and for 10 years, that's around four, fifty, five hundred total seasons of life of fantasy football. And there's only four that have made 2,400. So that's why it's kind of like the high watermark um, mm. for this league. Um, that's why we kind of use it as a benchmark. So if you want to make 2,400, you've got to get 63.16 points per week. Um, and now that we're through 10 weeks of the season, I thought I'd have a look at how us three are going up against that. <laughs> <laughs> not, not very well, I don't think, mate. <laughs> no. So, Willie, <laughs> you and I, Willie, are actually on the same score now. We're on yep. 54 point, we're on 544, so that's 54.4 per week. Uh, my historical average is 52.71, so I'm actually doing better than, I, than my average. Uh, yours is 55.71. So uh, you're, you're going a little bit less than, 
than what you, you can do on average. Yeah, I hate all those early seasons when I wasn't taking it seriously. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> Actually, I think like if I did it over the last five years, it would mm, be higher. Yeah, a bit higher. Mm. So um, give myself some leeway there. Steele, you're at 46.9 per week. Uh, your historical average is higher than Willie's. It's 56.87. Uh, so you've you got a wee way to go there. Yeah, well, that's boosted by the past two seasons. I've got um, over 2,300. Mm. you got nearly same, the same, same score here. two years in a row. Which, it's crazy to think last season I got 23.06 and was actually for the first half of the season in bigger trouble than I am now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, because um, I looked at a, a number of people's pages on this, and yours is the only one that I saw. You've never got below two thousand, ever. Uh, and you've been, and this is your tenth season, so it's you know, hang in there. You got to hang in there. First time for everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only problem. <laughs> that makes that makes Steelo the best player of everyone. He's hit two thousand every year. That's good. Um, so yeah, we got some work to do. I thought I'd look at who's currently hitting that mark and obviously looking at the top of the championship now, Jesse, my, my good pal, Jesse Farmer, shout out, uh, Jesse, shout out more than game podcast. Um, he is on 66.4 per week. That's incredible. Which, yeah. If this is projected out over the whole season, if he carries this on, he would end up on 2,523. <laughs> Which I think is probably would be the highest score ever if he actually did that. Yeah. For Moafa, I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, can't, yeah, comfortably. I think Boric held the record for a few years there with two uh, two four oh four, and then uh, not last season, season before Dan broke that. Oh yeah. Um, no, he didn't. I don't. No, he didn't. He hit two four oh one. I think <laughs> so. He didn't beat it. And then last season, Tom Nielsen, with the incredible season he had again, he 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 broke that two four oh four record. So he currently holds a record. But do you remember what he got? Uh, no, I'd, I'd have to get him to. Well, it's in the records, okay. but I don't have them in front of me. Sorry. Sure. Um, but he he broke that record last year. Um, but it just shows you how far, as a group of managers in the Moafa, we are from hitting. Uh, 2,500 but he's on target he's on target to do it maybe a mini goal or mini challenge for him from here on out to see if he can maintain those numbers will be very difficult because consistency in fantasy football my god so hard to maintain what would be interesting though is comparing it to that Mark McLeod ridiculous season where he finished fourth in Australia Mm. yeah so Jesse's now I think he's about 500 or so in Australia. So that shows as well how the game's changed, right? Because of the shift to, I'd say, goal-scoring midfielders and more attacking defenders, the the point, the point, points availability has probably shifted as well. Yeah. So Jesse's yeah. having a fucking fantastic season, but like he's still only sitting in 500th in Australia. Whereas Mark... Who didn't break the twenty five hundred mark? Finished fourth in Australia. So like, yeah, I think Mark that year. Mark got that rank. He hit two thousand three hundred and fourteen, um, which 
is a is a good score. But if you compare it, if you compare it with the last some of the guys and what we've hit in the last two or three seasons, the top sort of ten in the championship are, are hitting twenty three hundred comfortably now. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. So I think if you're in with a shot at winning the championship, you've you've got to at least hit twenty three hundred, and that's fast becoming twenty four hundred. Yeah. <coughs> So Tim, Tim as well is in that category. He's, he's averaging 63.7. Mm. Um, he would get to 2,420 if he uh, carried on with this form, which would be his highest ever. Yep. Um, and then Sam Curry is a little bit behind. He's on 62.4, so he's actually very close. Um, he would get to 2,371. Yeah, um, both those guys are uh, performing above their average at the moment. What's incredible is Tim and Sam, neither of them made the top eight uh, last year in the Super League. Yeah. Oh, um, Jesse was like 12th or 13th in the B League as well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Gone are the days of captaining Salah, triple captaining Salah on the opening day, I guess. <laughs> That's right. Those stats for um, Tim and Sam, though, like as great as they are, just show how ridiculous Jesse is because he's like three or four points a game week ahead of those guys. You extrapolate that yeah. over the 38-game season. It's 100 points. Yeah. Like he could, averages he, don't really move that fast, you know? Yeah, yeah. He can make so, 25 extra transfers and score the same as those guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's had, a, he's had a blistering start um, and he's, he's certainly on course to smash all kinds of records at the moment. But so, as so, I said, long way to go. So I think what we're saying is if Jesse Farmer doesn't get over 2,500 and doesn't win the championship at Canter, he's choked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's I mean, got, a, a good player gets promoted from here. <laughs> he's, got, he's got old Steve. He's kicked Joanna out of the flat. He's got old Stevie G in his bubble. <laughs> Stevie G's going to him. This does not slip. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna's got Denver Bar at the door. Fucking let yeah. me back in. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Liverpool fan, so he's got it in his DNA to slip. We all know that. Yeah, he was on uh, Diogo, Diogo Jota early, uh, mm-hmm. put it that way. Uh, but no, fair play to him. He's, he's doing well. He's making good moves, and he's keeping his head on uh, straight as well. Every time I speak to him, he's, um, I think last year maybe he had a few, left a few scars. Um, this year he's very much focused. Yeah. Um, what, a, what a time to be at the Kodak Arena. Yeah, the deck. Yeah. Party at the deck. Big time. Anyway, um, so that's kind of, that's looking back. And I guess one feature of the last 10 weeks is that we've had this international breaks and stuff. And the next 10 weeks goes to the game week after uh, the Christmas break. So I think it's January 13. So we're only going to have the one Christmas break. It's going to get, should I forget a bit more of a rhythm? I guess. Yeah, it's going to, the game week's coming thick and fast now. That's um, yeah. the time of the year I love. It's all the all the game weeks every three or four days. It's, it's great. So, that's, so we had 10 game weeks in three months, and now we're going to have 10 in a month and a bit. Yeah. Strap, get ready, strap in. Get ready, everyone. Yeah, strap in. That's it. Um, so, that yeah, that's the looking back, and now I thought I'd do a bit of a looking forward uh, aspect to it. So the 2400 club um, from a different angle is that to get 2,400 you need 12 players which is essentially 11 plus one player getting double 12 um, to score 200 points each and that gets you to 2,400 which over the course of a whole season is 
points per player per match. So I had a look at who the uh, who the players are that are currently getting that, and perhaps that could be a point to look at if you want to start pushing towards that 2,400. Um, so I won't read them all out because there's a number, but there's two goalkeepers, six defenders, 13 midfielders, which kind of goes along with what you were saying before, Stilo, um, and seven forwards. Um, and I thought we could do a little bit of a game here. I'll give you, th- <laughs> I'll give you three players and I'll ask you, do you think that they can, ten- they can continue to keep up with 5.26 a week? The rest of the season, and then we'll come back to this at the end of the season. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's on record. <laughs> uh, so the first one is, um, as I like to call him, Kurtavius Zuma. Um, he's scored three goals this season, but he's only ever scored four Premier League goals. Um, but his minutes are up, obviously. Yeah. Does he continue for the rest of the season? I'm going to say. No, just because while Chelsea's defence is up, I don't think they would keep sort of, what, another... I don't think they'd keep 18 clean sheets in their remaining games, and I don't think he's going to score enough goals to get him to that point that he's going to be averaging high enough. And he doesn't have assists in his locker. I think that's fair. What do you think, Lee? Um, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Stilo. I don't think um, he's had a good start, but I don't think Zuma can maintain that output, even with with Chelsea's defence um, being a, a lot better in, in, at, the, at the start of the season. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I can't see him maintaining that. Okay. So next up is uh, Lucas Fabianski. He's on 53 through 10 uh, games. Four clean sheets, uh, which is high for him at this stage of the season. Ten goals conceded, which is low for this stage of the season. And eight bonus, which is like quite high for him so far. Is he going to keep this up? Uh, I'll go first this time, I guess. Um, he's... He traditionally gets a lot of save points, Fabianski. He pulls off a good lot of saves, but then in saying that, I think that's because West Ham's defence has been truly terrible for the last few years, but there looks to have been improvements this season. Um, I, without going into it too much, I'm going to say yes. I think West Ham's defence has improved. He's going to maintain more clean sheets, but he's still going to, he's still going to maintain that high, those high save points um, as, as a goalkeeper. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'll say yes for that one. I'm going to say no on almost on similar grounds. I think the defence has improved, but improved enough to take some of those save points away, but not enough to lock in a lot of clean sheets. Okay. Could be Uh, quite close with him, eh? And it does actually fluctuate a fair bit, especially like he's on 53, which is yeah. 5.3. So he's on the borderline there. Um, last one is Diogo Jota. So he's come off the bench three times, but he scored five goals. And after the last two seasons, he got seven goals and three assists. Oh, five goals and zero assists, sorry. 
last two seasons, seven goals, three assists, and nine goals and eight assists. His minutes are down, but he's currently averaging 48.2 versus 61 the previous two seasons per game. So for me, he's displaced Firmino in that Liverpool starting lineup. So as long as he keeps that place, he will average over five a game. He's he's moved he's moved more into this playing sort of more in that central role. Um, he's got Mane and Salah around him. He's gonna have I'm sure he's having more big chances afforded to him, and that extending throughout the season. Yeah, now he's locked in that starting role for now. He he could be the bargain of the season. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think if you look at, I, I've always liked Yota as a player, um, and I and when, when he was at Wolves, I actually thought when he played, when he was given the opportunity to play, he was very dangerous. And he generally, you know, if he was given ninety minutes, he'd pick up points. And a Wolves team that is organised but doesn't score truckloads of goals, he's now in a Liverpool side. He's starting. And they generally score a lot of goals. They still, I said, they create a lot more opportunities. So, yeah, I, I believe he'll maintain that output. It's interesting. It seems, yeah, it seems as well um, that he's got the players around him, maybe, that put him in better positions or something like that. Mm. Still to kind of be played out, but um, there's something in that there. Uh, yeah, so that's it from me. On that, hopefully it gives you some ideas for the um, young players out there. Love crunching some numbers, CC. Always oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So now on to the, the big show for this podcast. It's the Victoria Cup draw. So this is our fifth season of the Victoria Cup. So we've had four winners so far. Scotty Martin, Tim Roots. Laurie Wilson and Sam Curry. Three from the Super League, one from the B League. Um, we've had B Leaguers in the final though, so this is a chance for <laughs> a chance for bragging rights across the league. So, um, so to qualify, you have to be in the top sixteen of the Super League or the B League. However, you must also be on Facebook and part of the Facebook group. If someone in the top 32 is not on Facebook, then it drops down to the, either the 17th place Superliga or 17th place B-Liga, whoever is higher on overall points. That is the case this season. Adam Hughes is not on Facebook, qualifies in the B-League, can't fulfill his place. So it went to either Marcus Anslam or Tom Hill, 17th in Superliga or B-League respectively. Unfortunately for Tom Hill, he has less points overall than Marcus, so misses out on the Victoria Cup. So sorry, sorry about Tom. that, Tom. <laughs> so um, we're going to crack onto the draw, get moving, which has been here a little while. So the, basically the way it's going to run, I've got a number generator on my phone. It's going to generate numbers between 1 and 32. I'm going to read out the number, and the boys are going to tell me the corresponding um team for that number basically i'll read in the home team first then the away team for fixtures we'll run through all of the fixtures at the end and um yeah that'll that'll be our cup draw so without further ado the first team is at home is team number 11 
So that's me, team number 11 in the B in the Super League is Jason Carpenter, the Bangers. Bangers. And they will be playing team number 15. So team number 15 is also a Super League team, Farms United, Rob Farmer. Great stuff. And so next fixture home team is... <laughs> Team number five. So, another Super Leaguer. Uh, team number five is Whitby Lakes FC, Matt Rowe. Whitby Roaster. Lakes. Quietly having a good season as well. Yeah. And they will be playing team number 22. 22, that's uh, Ben Engster, the Ink Winstables. Oh, what a derby that is. Oh, I think that might be that's the Eater Dick Derby. That's the one. Home team in fix number three. Number 12. Number 12. So that is Scotty Martin, Scarborough Forest. Scarborough. And they will be playing team number 32. 32, I've got that as Banoffee Monsters. Yeah, that's Banoffee Monsters. I've qualified as the 32, 32nd place team. So at this stage, we've got two all Super League matchups. Tasty. Uh, home team in the next fixture is number 30. 30, that's Ham and Helmet United. Mark Borich. Mark Borich. And they will be playing number 13. That is myself, Wilson Athletic. Matchup of former greats. <laughs> former? Get out of it. That was good. Next home team, number 19. Oh, uh, that's uh, the key to success. So that's that's Craigie Shiverton. Yeah, that's the one. And they will be playing team number four. Team number four, Mark McLeod. Marksman. Team number 29 of the next home team. 29, that's Larmageddon FC. Tobias. And they will be playing 27. 27, that's Jesse G. Jess Garnet. Jesse G. Um, the next home team. Sorry, getting some repeats here. Oh, number two. So number two uh, is the high-flying Tim Roots. Not Tigers. And they will be playing, fuck it, it'd be funny if this is number 17 or number one. That's <laughs> number 24. 24, that's very Spursy. Oh, is that Daniel Norman? It is. Next fixture is number 26. That's FC Gannett, Michael Garnett. Did he make it? Wow. 
He's above me at the moment. Shit. Shame on my name. He's on top of Jess. Low. <laughs> oh. Oh. And he will be playing team number 28. Oh, that's me. Just, disconnect my mind. Mongaraki Town. Walk away. Mongaraki. <laughs> I hope Laurie doesn't listen. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Um, the next fixture. Um, you guys might have to help me to let me know if we've got any repeats. Uh-huh. Um, number one. So we have Sam Curry, number one. Curry train. Curry train. And they will be playing number 10. Have we had number 10? I don't think we have. No, that is Duncan Stewart, Danger Zone FC. Danger Zone. And the next team, 25. 25, that's Battersea Town. Uh, Chris Cowman. Hope his back's recovered from picking up all his brother's beer deliveries. <laughs> um, One singer after another. <laughs> They're playing number 17. That's uh, What a Moment SC, Jesse Farmer. Um. Now I'm just getting doubles. Number, th- oh, we've had 30. Number 20? 20, yep. That's uh, Fraudiola FC. That's Andy, isn't it? Yeah. Andy Hayes. And they will be playing number 16. Uh, that is John O'Pierce, NZ Spurs, just snuck in today with his placing. We had number 18. No, that's Michael Roberts, Milky's, Milky's Magicians. Milky Robbo. Magicians. And they will be playing... Number 13? No, that's me. I've already been. Number 21. 21. That's Denton FC. Anthony Barnett. Denton FC. Robbo against Barney. Yeah, they're actually very close on the table, so Mm. Barney's doing all right. Have we had 21? Yes, we just had 21. 19? I got 23 and 31 left. You got 23 and 31? What have you got left, Willie? Uh, I have got three. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Eight, nine, and 14. Well, magically, we've just drawn number six. So who are they playing? So number six is Aiden's Amigos, Aiden Lawrence. Aiden's Amigos. And they will be playing number nine. That is Dan Parker, Matthew Juniors. Right, next one. 
Number eight. <laughs> Number eight is Grant Rewe, Baller United. Baller. And they will be playing... Number 31. 31, that's strike-minded United. Ori Wilson. And the next game is... Jesus. <laughs> Attention. 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 Number seven. Number seven. Seven, Super League defending champions, football fondlers, Thomas Nielsen. Football fondlers. And they will be playing. It's not many options. No, not any left. The suspense. I'm biting my nails here. Yeah. I feel like putting my phone through the window. This is taking so long. <laughs> 14. Number. 14. 14. 14 is West Arsenborough City. Ian Fraser. West. Uh, so that leaves. Should just leave two? Yeah, so that leaves number 23. Harcourt Honey Badges. Against um, number three. Yep. Surprise Package. Austin Dusto. Surprise. Pack. So we won't do a full run through. Um, a graphic will go up on the website, up on the Facebook page tomorrow. Um, so the first round of fixtures this weekend. Yes, that's correct. Game week 11. And it's always, um, for those that want to know, it's always the first game week of every month. December, um, January, February, March. And April. And we're seeded from the quarterfinals, aren't we? That's right. Oh, yep. It's bracketed, yeah. It's bracketed. Yep. So, so next all... next round's open draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. So that about that about leaves us done tonight. But just quickly, um, Callum, you got a game of the week for the Super League. Uh, for oh, for the B League. For the B League, sorry. Yeah. That's what I prepare for. Uh, it's actually, funnily enough, just been drawn in the uh, Victoria Cup as well. Oh, wow. So going on in both both comps, uh, Jesse G versus Larmageddon is my fixture of the week. Um, basically because both teams are in the mid-table. They're about 10... Uh, oh, actually, hang on, sorry. They are 12th and 14th. And I'm actually 13th, funnily enough. Um, so it's kind of like that position of the table where you you want to start catapulting up. You want to start slingshotting up the board and what better way to start off than beating a person at the same level as you. Who's also, you know, playing you're playing in the in the Victoria Cup. Double or nothing. Yeah. So and, yeah, that's me. And Super League, Matt Wilson, your game of the round. Uh it was tough. There's two 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 in particular, but I have gone for the basement battle. Bush <laughs> 11 against NZ Spurs. That is a huge yes. game for both teams. Um, <laughs> yeah, both teams need some serious momentum, and this is where it's going to start. So that is my game. 18th placed Bush 11 against 16th place 
Ins in Spurs, John O'Pierce. Good luck, mate. If, oh, if, I, if I lose that, we won't be recording a pod till then. <laughs> <laughs> Might just get you to replace Steele O'Callum for every pod after next week if he loses. You'll be too busy taking a good, hard, long look at yourself. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> so that brings us to the end tonight. A bit of a longer one, but it's been it's been great. So um, first of all, thank you for joining us. Um, CC, thanks for coming along and contributing tonight. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoyed it. And as always, uh, thank you, Willie. No worries. Good luck to everyone again this weekend. Yeah, so um, once again, good luck to everyone except John O'Pierce, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> See you later. Bye. See ya.